Dear friends, welcome to the podcast for St. Peter's United Church of Christ, Owensville, for Easter 2020. Easter worship in the home is not what we planned for this year. Many of us are feeling cheated out of church, filled with happy people dressed in their Easter best. Having Easter brunch at Merrimack Bluffs, where my mother lives, had become a tradition for our family. Sadly, we cannot be with her in person this Easter. This is a year without community egg hunts and gatherings of family and friends. Yet it is an Easter filled with meaning. It is an Easter when knowing that there is more to the story than death is very meaningful. Take time to pray and rejoice this Sunday because our Savior lives. And since we can't take communion together, if you go on to our website, www.stpetersowensville.com, there are some instructions for having a communal meal at home. My sons and I did this on Thursday, and I just made some banana bread, and that's what we used for our bread. So I invite you to follow the Easter at home and have communion with those you love, or just imagine that they're there with you. Amen. Praise God. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Amen. Thank you to Jean for playing that for us. And let us now begin with our opening prayer. God of life and light, our sorrow has turned to dancing. Our grief has become joy. 
The tomb is empty and Jesus lives. We give thanks for the gift of life amid sadness. We pray that life will come from this time of pandemic. Jesus lives and so shall we. Alleluia. Amen. Our first scripture lesson for today, Easter Sunday, is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Amen. Our gospel lesson for Easter Sunday is John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out, and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Alleluia. Christ lives. Amen. Amen. 
Happy Easter! Jesus Christ is risen today. Today is a joyous, holy day. The tomb is empty. Jesus, who was crucified, lives. We usually celebrate in church with flowers, choir music, and alleluias. We come to church to worship together, dressed in our Easter best. Easter worship is a highlight of the churchly year. It still is, but this year we'll be celebrating in smaller ways, just like the followers of Jesus did on the first Easter. The disciples and others were huddled in their rooms in fear and grief. Mary and a few others were brave enough to venture out to visit the tomb. They were planning to pay their respects to their beloved teacher, just kind of like we would pay respects to the tomb of somebody who has died recently that we loved. And they got there, and they found that the tomb was empty. And they were understandably troubled by this. Many of us have been understandably troubled this spring. The novel coronavirus worldwide pandemic Never thought I would be saying that in my lifetime, but we've heard it a lot. And it has caused major changes in the behavior in the world everywhere. People are getting sick. Many have gotten sick and had to go to the hospital and overwhelmed hospitals in New York and other places and the funeral homes as well. And unless we're engaged in essential jobs, we're being asked to stay at home and only go out to buy groceries and other necessities. People are understandably stressed and afraid. The reality of this Easter should give a better understanding of Jesus' followers that day of resurrection. Their hopes and dreams for what Jesus would bring into their life was completely shattered on Good Friday. Hiding in a safe place was a natural reaction. And Mary acted in an understandably way, too. As I mentioned before, when we grieve, we are drawn to visit the graves of those we loved. She went early in the morning when it was dark, the earliest time that she could go, as she had to wait for the Sabbath to be over. And I wonder what her emotions were when she saw the tomb was empty. Shock? Anger at grave robbers who were common then? Fear? Sadness? Confusion, disappointment, she had to tell someone. We too would have wanted for moral support in such a situation. Telling Peter, who was grappling with his feelings of betrayal, would have been natural. Telling the disciple that Jesus loved about the violated tomb would help to ease her pain. Together, Peter and the beloved disciple ran to the tomb to see what had happened. And when they got there, they saw the grave close and the empty tomb, which left them pondering and wonder the meaning of what they had seen. We are all pondering what is happening in our world. We ask, how will this change our lives in the long run and not just in the short term? Will we ever offer our hand to a stranger as a greeting? Will we always stand six feet apart? Will we ever gather together in the sanctuary again for worship? There's no clear answer at this time. Peter and the disciple Jesus loved left only believing that the tomb was empty. Mary stayed in the garden weeping. They thought that this was the end. But there is more to the story. 
While weeping in the garden, Jesus appeared to Mary to let her know that there is more. Mary understandably thought that Jesus was the gardener who might have moved the body. I would have thought the same. When Jesus speaks her name, Mary is woken from the bad dream of grief into the waking hope of life. Jesus comforts Mary and gives her hope. There is more to the story. Death is not the end. And there's more to the story in this pandemic as well. We do not know where it will lead. We pray for those who suffer, those who serve, those who are just waiting in their homes. Even in the dire predictions, there is hope. Air quality in states like California has greatly improved. The medical community is pulling together worldwide to confront the disease. And we've even seen a flattening of the curve here in Missouri. There is more to the story. In this time and in all times, our resurrected Savior offers us comfort, hope, and life. So let us live in the hope and joy of the resurrection. We may not be together physically today, but there is more to the story. We are together in our Savior Jesus, and let us celebrate and rejoice. Alleluia. Praise God. Let us pray. Jesus, you comfort us in all times. Comfort those who mourn, fear, and suffer. Your resurrection gives us strength and hope. Give strength to those who work, struggle, and care. You remind us that there is more to the story. Give us hope for the future and the world. And we lift up these prayers in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us when praying to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Dear friends, this is the end of our podcast for Easter 2020. Once again, I would like to thank Jean Baker for the beautiful music. Christ the Lord has risen today because he lives the day of resurrection and our postlude today, the Alleluia Chorus. Next Sunday will be Holy Humor Sunday, and I think we've had enough of uh, not being able to laugh together, so let's share some funny stories. There's an ability to leave a voicemail on this podcast website. You want to try that. Or you can email me, Pastor St. Peter's UCC Owensville at Outlook.com, or contact me through the church website, www.stpetersowensville.com. And now, may God bless you and fill you with Easter joy. May you sing alleluias and tell the world the good news that Jesus lives. Amen. But Peter, standing with the eleven, 
raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power and wonders and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know. This man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law, but God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on the throne, his throne. For seeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you both see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he, said, he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Our gospel lesson for this morning is from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Judeans, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, 
Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet yet come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. May blessings be upon the reading and hearing of this God's holy word. Let us pray. God, who loves us for who we are, you feel our pain, joy, and love. You understand when we need to feel your presence in our lives. And you show up to let us know how much we are loved. Thank you for showing yourself in our risen Savior, Jesus. Amen. Our meditation for this morning is called God Still Shows Up. We feel like Thomas, the great events are happening, but we are missing them. Do not worry, even when we are stuck at home, God still shows up. Even when we cannot worship together, God still shows up. Even when we are kept apart, God still shows up. Thomas just wants what everyone else has, the risen Christ to show up in his life. He feels as though he has missed a great event and only heard the after story. Thomas wants Jesus in his life and wonders why he is missing out. Then Jesus shows up. What great events have you been missing? Funerals have become private affairs with only the immediate family at the service and burial. We feel left out of comforting our grieving friends. Easter worship was held at home with printed material or listening online. We feel left out of worshiping with our friends and family. Easter celebrations with family and friends were restricted. No egg hunts, no large gatherings. We feel left out. High school seniors will not have their traditional commencement in May. Project graduation funds will not be used for a big party. Parties with family and friends will be delayed. We feel left out and cheated. Thomas was left out of the party when Jesus appeared. Mary in the, told of the risen Christ after her garden meeting with him on Easter morning. Jesus appeared in the locked room with, to the others, showing his hands inside, wishing them all peace, and then breathing on them and giving them the Holy Spirit. Thomas was not there for this. Thomas felt left out. Thomas wants his encounter, too, and seems to demand it. Where is God for him? Many people are asking, where is God at this time? Where is God when people are dying? Where is God when the economy is sliding into recession? Where is God when someone loses their job? Where is God when I'm restricted to my home or my one room in a care center? Where is God when I do not have enough money for food? Where is God in all of this? Even in all our pain and confusion, God still shows up. Mary was in a place of despair when Jesus came to her in the garden. The disciples in the locked room were frightened and grieving when Jesus appeared and wished them peace. Thomas was feeling left out when Jesus showed up and let him feel his hands inside. Even in the pandemic, God still shows up. Where? In the meals delivered to school children on Mondays at Owensville High School and Gerald Elementary. 
meals which are shared by the senior center. Helping hands is still open, and many health care workers keep showing up to work and sharing, and all the other people who work and care for others. God still shows up. God shows up in hospital rooms to care for the sick and comfort the dying. God shows up as we pray for one another. God shows up even when we least expect it. God shows up. And God shows up in the form of laughter at our current situation. There are those who like having worship at home in their pajamas with breakfast. And I asked for someone to share a holy humor tidbit for me, and Bob Depperman, thank you, shared this one. Monsignor Dolan of New York said he got a call from a lady telling him she kind of liked worship at home. She said she could enjoy a Bloody Mary during his sermons. Finally recognizing the voice, he said, Oh, come on, Mom. Jesus shows up in the laughter and the joy that we can bring to difficult situations. So when you feel ready to give up, say a prayer, because God will show up. It is now time to pray. I'm sharing with you a prayer that was written by Dr. Marcia McPhee. She's the one who um, wrote the Lenten program we did last year, The Way. So close your eyes and relax, and let us pray. It is difficult in this moment not to be near some of the people we love and might be worried about. Take a moment and say out loud the names of people you wish were right there next to you at the table today. As we name them, they are present with us in our hearts. We also want to call to mind the people we cannot name, whose names we do not know, but we know they need our prayers and God's comfort. We pray for the family of Caden Moss, who passed last week and whose funeral was this week. We pray for all the people who have been affected by the coronavirus. We pray for all those who have lost their jobs. We pray for the members of our church and the wider community who have been serving others at this time. And we pray a prayer of joy for L. Marie Fletcher, who was born on April 14th. She's the daughter of Hannah and Matt Fletcher, Fletcher and grandmother, her grandmother is Shelby Uthman. We pray for those who have lost loved ones, for those who are sick and recovering, for those who are caring for loved ones who are sick at home, for those who are caring for persons in medical care, for those who are separated from loved ones, for those who are feeling alone and isolated, for those who are helping and are so very tired, for those who are struggling to find friends, food, and comfort, for those who are afraid. And let us take another breath of spirit as our Amen. 
we know that God sends out our prayers in the Spirit. The breath of God is blowing from within us outward as a spirit of compassion and presence. And now let us join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us join together in the benediction based on Psalm 16. This one was also written by Dr. Marsha McPhee and adapted from the Worship Design Studio. As we close this time together, remember, God is always with you, no matter what you face, no matter what trials or hardships come your way. God is right beside you, whispering, Peace be with you, guiding and directing your path. So do not live in fear, but in joy. Take heart, that is the heart of the matter. And remember that God shows up. Amen.